Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Hello, this episode is a little bit different, and so I just thought it maybe needed an introduction. So first thing, um, it's about waking up in motherhood. And in the beginning of the episode, I talk about authenticity, but really what it ties into is waking up. And I know this sounds super woo-woo, and um, so bear with me here. There's definitely good information if you're not into the woo-woo. So for me, what waking up is, is kind of uncovering the layers of what the world has done to you and getting back to who you are as a person and your truest, highest self. And so I just wanted to share with you how I think that that plays into motherhood and how authenticity in motherhood can help with that. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and share with your mom friends. Hello and welcome back. I hope you all had a wonderful week. This week's topic is authenticity in motherhood. And I just want to put a disclaimer on this episode that authenticity has become like this buzzword in our society that is almost becoming toxic. Like we talk so much about vulnerability and authenticity that we often maybe miss the meaning of it because it's everywhere right now. Um, So I just want to tell you what my definition of authenticity is and we'll go from there. So my definition of authenticity is being who you truly are as a person and embracing your strengths and weaknesses um, around people and making those like visible to people. So pretty much this is just being who you are with no reservations and not pretending or trying to be someone that you are not. So how does this pertain to motherhood? First of all, I think we all look at society's expectations and portrayal as of mothers and think that that's what we need to be like and social media does not help us out at all in this category. Let's take Instagram for example. Most of the time you see people's highlight reel or their best selves on Instagram and you don't see the day-to-day train wreck that is motherhood. And so we'll be scrolling and we'll compare ourselves to the mom who um, does a craft every day, has their kids dressed and their hair done every day, throws these lavish birthday parties that are themed and all matching and perfect. And then we often shame ourselves for not being able to meet those expectations. And then, you know, we feel like we're failing at motherhood and we're not meant to do this. And... We beat ourselves up and then we aren't able to show up as mothers the way we truly would want to. For me, this is where the joy is found in motherhood. When I stop focusing on the shit that doesn't actually matter, excuse my language, um, I am able to focus on being the best mom I can be to my kids using my strengths 
And when I do that, I go to bed at night feeling like I'm a good mom. When I measure myself to that standard of success, I am not disappointed in the way I am mothering because I am just being my best self and using my strengths and I feel successful at that. We are all unique and individual humans, which means motherhood is going to look unique and individual for every single one of us. And I think the sooner we embrace that and stop trying to be like everyone else, the sooner we can actually find real joy in motherhood and in our relationships with our children. So what I'm saying here is stop trying to be the Pinterest mom if you're not the Pinterest mom. If you are the Pinterest mom, that's awesome. I love that that's your strength. I, for one, am not the Pinterest mom. So that's like not my jam, right? If you're the mom that gives your kid Little Caesars at every birthday party they've ever had, <clears throat> Sam, um, embrace that. Run with it and let that be your strength. Stop trying to be the Pinterest mom. If you're the Amazon mom, let yourself be the Amazon mom, right? So the sooner we embrace who we are and where we're at, the sooner we can stop trying to be something we're not and we can actually enjoy being mothers to our kids and let me tell you your kid does not care if you're the pinterest mom or the hairstylist mom or the messy mom or the train wreck mom or the little caesars at birthday parties mom they just love you for who you are unconditionally and that is amazing that these, I mean, these little lights just follow us around and love us exactly as we are and want to be with us despite our flaws. So besides being able to enjoy motherhood a little more, what do we give our children by approaching motherhood from a place of authenticity? When we unconditionally accept ourselves or are trying to accept ourselves, no matter how hard it is, We are showing our kids that it's okay to unconditionally accept themselves and accept other people as they are despite their flaws and to embrace their own strengths and to be their own unique little people running around and that they don't have to be like every other kid out there. I cannot tell you how many kids I see in therapy that come to me with these expectations and beliefs about who they should be based on their parents' actions. Not their parents' words, not what they've told them, and their parents probably, one, don't even know that they think this way, and two, did not mean to put these expectations on them. But they have put these expectations on themselves, and by doing that, they have unknowingly put those expectations on their kids, and it has created some kind of shame cycle, some kind of anxiety, some kind of perfectionism down the line. Now, I'm not saying that if you have been doing this to yourself, you're automatically going to do that to your kid. What I'm saying is when we give ourselves the permission to be ourselves with no conditions, we also give our child the permission to be themselves with no conditions. And to me, that is the greatest gift you can give to a kid outside of unconditional love, right? Letting them be themselves. And you're 
going to hear me get on my soapbox here probably over and over and over again on this podcast because I will stay on this hill till I die. You cannot teach your kids these things unless you do the work yourself. We cannot raise little people who love themselves if we hate ourselves. We can try and fake them out, but it just doesn't work. And that's where the authenticity piece comes in. People can tell when other people aren't being authentic or genuine. As humans, we have the ability to pick up on that. And I think our kids have that ability times like 10 because they're more perceptive and in tune than adults because adults have their own stuff going on, right? So your kid is going to call BS on you if you are trying to teach them how to love themselves and you are not loving and accepting yourself for who they are. They might not say it, but they'll know. Now, I don't want you to think you have to be perfect at this. And I don't want you to think you have to wake up tomorrow and love everything about every flaw you have because that is not how it works, right? The modeling is also in showing kids the work, right? That there are things I don't like about myself, but I'm trying. Or, hey, I wasn't authentic in that situation and I got caught up in the shame cycle and I'm working on being myself more and accepting myself for who I am. Modeling is a large chunk of parenting because if we're yelling at our kids to stop yelling, what are we teaching them, right? And that's just a really upfront example to drive the point home that actions speak louder than words. And okay, so now I want to get into some solid concrete ways that we can be more authentic and accepting of ourselves. Number one, get your own therapy. And (laughs) I know this sounds like, I mean, I'm a therapist, obviously, I think everybody should get therapy. But if we're doing the work on ourselves, and we're doing that deep work of accepting ourselves and recognizing our self-talk and our limiting beliefs about ourselves, then we're obviously going to change how we uh, interact and do things in day-to-day life. So that's my number one suggestion if it is a possibility for you and you feel like you need it. My number two suggestion is to stop comparing yourself to other moms. I'm going to say it again. Stop comparing yourself to other moms, okay? We all do motherhood differently. Some of us work. Some of us stay at home. Some of us work from home. And what works for one family and one mother is not going to work for another. And that is okay, right? So I'm going to use the example of a working mom who wants to stay at home and feels like, she can't or feels guilty for wanting to work. The feedback I'm going to give you about that is make the most of the time that you do have with your kids, set good boundaries with work, and show your kids what work ethic looks like, what it's like to achieve as a mom, and that motherhood doesn't have to consume your full identity, right? We can find fulfillment in other things besides motherhood. That's what we're modeling by working, right? You can also model to your kids that you find full fulfillment in motherhood and encourage them to accept that they're going to have their own journey with parenthood when they get there. So if you're the Amazon mom, Accept that you are the Amazon mom and roll with it. Utilize that. If you're the Little Caesars pizza at birthday parties mom, 
that's totally me, um, accept that and roll with it. And it's become like a tradition now. We joke about it. And now birthday parties are so easy and stress-free because I stopped trying to be the freaking Pinterest mom when I am not the Pinterest mom. It is not my jam. Decorating is not my thing. I don't really like parties that give me anxiety. And so when I stopped trying to be someone I wasn't in throwing birthday parties, I started to actually enjoy them. And that was crazy for me because I did not even think that that was possible. There are kids outside my door, so you might hear them bust in at any minute. Number three tip for waking up and being the mother that you are meant to be is recognize that it is a process and not a destination, right? So there's this constant struggle and I even see it in myself with comparing myself to others. Oh, do you hear the kids? Say hi. Hi, no, no. Say hi. Hi. Okay, say hi. Hi. Okay, I can't even remember where I was before those girls busted in, but I think I was talking about the third thing you can do, which is recognize that this is a process and not a destination, right? So this is going to be something that slowly happens over time. You're not just going to wake up and be your most authentic self. It's going to be something that requires continual work and checking in with yourself, and that's okay. So if you're feeling down on yourself for getting caught up in comparing or trying to be someone you're not or putting expectations on yourself or your kids instead of just kind of unconditionally accepting, um, that's okay, and just recognize that and correct. Recognize and correct. That's all it is. So think of, if you think of the mom you were compared to yesterday, there might not be much difference. But as you go through this journey, if you start to look back, there will be a huge difference in who you were from where you started to who you are becoming now. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this topic, even though it was a little bit woo-woo and um buzzwordy maybe is the right way to say it but it is something that I am super passionate about and that I love to talk about because I think that we can't find joy in motherhood and that we can't be the mother we were meant to be to our kids unless we are truly ourselves and accepting of ourselves for who we are and that requires peeling away the layers of crap that have that it takes to get back to your truest, most authentic self. And those layers are just from living from, you know, expectations placed on us as kids, from society, from trauma, from all these other things. And we just have to peel back and um, get back to that person. And that's a struggle. And so if you are working on yourself, I just want to praise you. And I also want to thank all of you for listening to this. Now let's get to our mom fails. Okay, the mom fails this week are amazing. The first two are from the same mom. And I really just want to send this mom like swig or crumble or something because she has got her hands full. Okay, so let's get to the first one. Her son got sent home from a friend's house after they spent $1,000 on Amazon on the Alexa and they bought an iguana or something strange like that. I, <laughs> If you have been personally victimized by your kid purchasing things 
on the Alexa, the Google, Xbox Live, the TV. I want to hear about it because I think stories like that are so funny. I mean, what if you didn't notice and an iguana just like rolled up on your front porch in an Amazon box with like holes in it or something? <laughs> like, what would you do? I don't, I don't even know what I would do at that point. Um, Tim used to buy movies and I would always tell him not to waste money on movies when like they're streaming services and stuff. And he would buy them digitally on Amazon and then try and convince me that Sam had done it when Sam was like two. And I never, ever believed him. And I still don't. The second one from this mom is her younger son is addicted to the Nintendo Switch. Um, he just loves it. And she had sent them to a friend's house while she went to like an appointment or something to play. And they all of a sudden her phone goes off. And she sees that the son is on the doorbell and has walked like over a mile home and he's at home playing on his Nintendo Switch. He just knew he'd be able to play on it because no one was there and he wouldn't have to share. And so he's like, I'm walking my butt a mile to play on this Switch. That poor, poor mom. Hopefully as my kids get older, they don't decide to pick on me in this way. Um, but I really think that they will. So let's get to the other ones. When my six-year-old finds her artwork in the trash, she has so many. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, it's always hard because I feel bad like throwing it away, but I don't know. I, I know that I don't want to keep like 75 scribble papers either or coloring pages or whatever. My four-year-old schedule changed on Thursday. I set an alarm on my watch, but forgot to put my watch on my arm, and she missed both Thursday and Friday hour of Google Meet pre-K. Oops. <laughs> yep, I would totally do this. If I did not have, like, alarms on my phone constantly going off, I would n never be on time for anything. I'm still not on time, but I would never make it to anything. Next up, both my boys have been waking up at night recently, and I've been so, so tired so my kids were late to school every day this week. I'll try harder next week. Listen, you're just doing the best you can. I am that mom that like rolls in going way too fast right as they're about to shut the door and you have to walk your kid to the office every single day. I also um, am the same way at pickup time. I'm always like the last mom there. I'm like not late. I'm just like borderline late in a rush. You know what I mean? Mom fail turned into a mom win. A few weeks ago, my seven-year-old lost a tooth. The tooth fairy forgot to come over and over again, even after my daughter wrote notes. Finally, I went searching on or around her bed and found the missing coins. Mom saves the day. I love this. I love that you turn this into you getting credit for the tooth fairy because we absolutely should get credit for that. So I a round of applause for you. Next up, mom fell. I forgot to set an alarm and we all slept in till 1030 and my daughter was trying really hard for perfect attendance. I can't believe your whole family slept in till 1030. I can't remember the last time I slept in past like eight. So I would, I mean, ooh, 1030 perfect attendance. Mm, 1030 is way better. Total mom fell. I fill water bottles for school every morning because we can't use water fountains at our school. Sent them to school. 
My third grader calls me from school while I'm teaching and says her water bottle's empty. I asked her, it doesn't even have ice in it? Nope. It was sitting right with the other ones. I left my class to go take her my water bottle because she also had tumbling after school where she can't use the fountain. On a positive note, my first grader has started helping me fill them to make sure they're all filled. (laughs) She was thirsty. Um, Yeah, the no water fountains thing is really hard and remembering to fill up a water every day. And then sometimes Sam doesn't drink his and I send the same water two days in a row. And I don't really like like gross old water, but sometimes I'm just too lazy to get him a fresh cup. So that might be my mom fail of the week is just sending yucky water. Okay, this next one I have personally done. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just laughing thinking about it. I tried shutting the bedroom door before my son ran out. He's faster than I thought. I knocked him in the head with the door. My kids pretty consistently have a goose egg, all of them, just from running into stuff. We call Ava kaboom because she just trips all the time. But I have hit my kids with things in the head and I always feel so bad. We had COVID super bad and I lost my taste and smell. So my poor baby sat in poop until I noticed his diaper was full. I thought it was pee and he had the worst rash for a couple days. I've heard this from more than one mom. Like um, COVID makes being a mom really, really hard because you can't smell poopy diapers. So don't feel bad. You are not alone in this. I took my daughter to the playground and had her go down the big slide. I didn't even realize there was a big drop at the bottom and she landed flat on her back. Oops. Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, did she laugh or cry? Like I need to know. Was it a fun experience? Did it traumatize her? Tell, tell me all the things. Um, I love the mom fails this week. I feel like this week was like extra good on the mom fail front. So you guys are really coming through for me. If you want to submit your mom fail, you can DM me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Or if you're in my mindful motherhood group, I um, put a post up every week that people can comment on. I can't wait to hear your mom fails next week. If you want more of mindful as a mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Lins, L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams, L-C-S-W.